Oh, I'll say why. You can leave it there. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Make sure I don't have cooch. All right. We're ready. Okay, hello, and welcome back to the Jew Rogaine Experience <laughs> with Josh Edelman. Joining me today is a good friend of mine. Well, will we say good friend? You know, I always think it's funny in uh, stand-up comedy because, yeah. like, I'll see people that I haven't seen in, like, three weeks and they'll be like whoa haven't seen you in a while and yeah. i'll be like i mean seen you more recently than many of my closest friends and family That's but true. yeah it has it does feel like it's been a while yeah it's been a minute it's like you know i feel like hey i haven't seen you in a while other than that one day i bumped into you at but uh, i do bump into you more than i bump into more other mo comedians. other comedians yeah. but still seen you more recently than most of my closest friends that and is family true. that's how yeah, you're right. That is how it is. You feel your stand-up family. Uh, do you know? Do you, do you remember Maddie Hansen? Yeah, she doesn't do stand-up as much anymore. But she used to say, uh, "I'd like to see her at Mike's." And be like, "All right, see you tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> see <laughs> you when I see you. That was how she said goodbye. That's uh, when she was doing it a lot because you just yeah, you, they you see them. They become like your coworkers. I've I've even yeah. joked that um, I went to a oh, I went to a barbecue that was all stand-up comedians and i was like this is like a work party for the least successful company on earth that's so funny <laughs> wow that hits a little too hard right <laughs> right just a, but uh but not you you're crushing it reem eden everyone reem hey, eden am right. i saying that right by the way Edon. but you Edon. know what? it's the same thing because truly it's pronounced Edon in arabic so when i'm saying it's eden or Edon, that's just like the Anglo version of it. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I've, I, I never, one thing I don't do and tell me, do you ever, do you, all right. Do you ever correct people when they bring you up at shows? Like correct them on your name if they get it wrong. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, it's really hard to mess up my if name. If you're trying to think, yeah. then probably not. I probably don't. Um, yeah, because it's like you can't really mess up Reem. Although, but Reem, but I just called you Reem Eden. But what that's what I'm saying. But I truly don't care because don't it's care. not like you're messing it up that hard. And it's I've been not brought up. I've up. been brought up as Paul before, and I no! just I just went. I was Paul. Actually, was, I've been brought up as Paul too. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't, you know. I just don't, I don't want to like get into a whole thing that makes it awkward with the. I'll, I'll just be Paul. Yeah, I'll be Paul, and then at the end I'll go. And actually, my name is Josh Edelman. You fucking piece of it's shit, host funny. who didn't do your goddamn research. See how much everyone loved me when they thought. It was fucking Paul. Maybe I should be Paul. <laughs> That's funny. Although I was just talking about this last night about like my relationship with hosting because um, the down it, it's fine. Like over the years, I've like I've built up the skill set and mm -hmm. like I am generally like a friendly and energetic person. So hosting is just who it's not. It's not outside of my who I am as a person. Are you? Get, do you get asked to host a lot of? Things? I used to get asked to host okay. a lot of things, and I still get asked to host. But the problem, what I hate the most about it is the, the names thing, because my uh. my memory is so finicky. Like, I'm a pretty in intelligent individual, and I can remember things, but pa people's faces and names for some reason. And I think, I, I just forget it. And I think I've built up an insecurity about it. And so now it happens more because I'm convinced. I'm like, don't mess it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't, don't. And then I do because uh, I'm yeah. trying not to. And I've harbored grudges like that <laughs> have gone on years. Just, it they was said, me who they called said, him Paul. They said Edelman instead of Edelman. And, and I, you know, I say, hey man, you know what happens? But secretly inside my head, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to 
bury you when yeah, I have the chance. I, I'm going to carry this with me for you. Every time I see you, anytime people talk to you about me to you, I am just going to, I'm going to relentlessly destroy Wait. your career. No, no, not Do at all. Do you have a burn book? Do, Do you have, have a burn book? Of everybody's ever missed, you know, I, your name? So here's the funny thing. We were, ta- we were briefly talking about this before. So uh, one of the great things Reem did was um, recently, you know, I, I took me a really long time, like way too long to get into like the Instagram, TikTok mm. sketch making game. But I've recently like uh-huh. dipped my toes in. Yeah. And and the thing was really what it was, was like trying to find what the voice is that I've been wanting to do. Yeah. And, and the answer, it turns out, is extremely bitter, vengeful guy it. with like uh, people to get revenge on list. Like, I love it. Essentially, essentially is what my social media characters become. Do I have a burn book? No, not at all. I've got like, yeah, you I know, do. that's a sketch idea. Well, I've got like, I've got like one or I've got like a couple of people that like, I'm like, you rub me the wrong way. I don't yeah. have any like, uh, I don't have any feelings like I want to fucking ruin your life. Okay, but that's not what but, a burn but, book is. A burn oh. book is not like a manifesto. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, but there's people that have like their list. Like I'm going to, when I get the, in the position to fucking end this guy. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't have any like want to end someone like the most, the most, I don't wanna, yeah. the most is like somebody will like message me a request to be on one of my shows. I'm like, <laughs> I get to leave you on read, motherfucker. Oh. That's 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 hold like on, as far on, as it on, goes. Hold on, hold on. Did you just say leave you on read? Yeah, it's leave you on red. Yeah, red, red. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. You're correct. All right, somebody just entered my Damn burn. It. Someone just made it into the burn book. Woo! That's all it takes. And I said pride. I don't have a burn book, it's but a point of pride. little do you know, I've got a burn fucking novel. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I will say between my burn book and War and Peace, it's like which one's a quicker read? I don't That's know. That's hilarious. <laughs> I will say, okay, so I don't have a burn book, and I don't have a I I. I I'm a very empathetic person. And even people who wrong me, I give them the benefit of the doubt constantly. It's just my personality. I like meditated away my personality years ago. So now I'm just like then and whatever. And like, I just deal with things the right way. But I will say that there are comics who have been maybe a little dismissive towards me over my career, maybe a little arrogant. And now that I have amassed a little bit of a social media following, it's not, doesn't mean anything, but deep down in my heart, Deep down in my heart, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know well, I, I mean? just want to say for the record that Reem was supposed to do my podcast just prior to this recent explosion <laughs> wow, of followers. There it is. But now I'm doing your podcast with, with more. The, no, it's even better. I was You're more. So I was more like, come on, come on, come on, get on the fucking show. <laughs> we need Reem. No, but I'm just <laughs> before like, your next batch of followers come in. I can't even. I can't even get on Red. That's funny. <laughs> but you know, I, I will just say like, there's can't even this, make it to Red. <laughs> there's a there's a feeling of just like. Oh, because, you know, you, you let people in a certain, you let them be arrogant towards you because like, oh, whatever, they're more established and that's why they're treating me like I'm a newer comic. But now it's like, I look at the numbers and it's it's just crazy. That's like the one uh, moment of it all is like people who I thought were so established. Now I'm like, hmm, are you going to be a dick to me now? You can't. I mean, yeah, you still yeah, can. Yeah, but I mean. You, you have more confidence in yourself. It's great. I believe I am the most overlooked comic on social media. I think media. you're a great comic, Thank dude. you. Thank and I've thought this from you. day one. I feel like you're like a, such a hardworking, actually smart and like person who has something to say. I've learned how hard you have to work to still not make it. That's what I've learned. I've learned the hours. I got ho- so yesterday just for example the, the video I posted today. Yeah. I did the World Series of Comedy yesterday. Yes. I drove to Vegas. Wait, you wait, you drove 
that's why you were in Vegas? Yeah. And I, you drove back? I drove to Vegas. I did my seven minutes, lost the competition, drove back, got home at midnight, filmed a video wow. about uh, about how I felt when I didn't win. Dang. And then, uh, and then posted Wait, what was What round were you in? Uh, I skipped the opening round, so I made it to round two, nice. and then didn't hear my name. Uh, I posted just a video of me, like, it's like me sitting in the audience watching them announce oh. the winner, being like, hey, you know, you put in your best effort, oh. you met a lot of great friends, and yeah. and you made some connections, and this was totally worth it. And they say someone else's name, and I'm like, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> burn book. That's funny. Exactly. Well, at least you made it there, and you got to skip the first round. That's huge. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to a comic yesterday who's going to be in... Um, I'm not going to give any like details. So you, not that anyone's watching this. Just kidding, because people are watching this. Um, but I've amassed. <laughs> I don't know about your following, but we get sometimes up to 300 listeners. That's amazing. This. Yeah, it does. Feel you know good. how much more I used to be, than my it used podcast to be, it is. It used to be like 20 an episode. Dude, I'm proud of you. Thank and that's you. also 300 more listeners than my podcast because oh. I don't have a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you put one out, and immediately your first episode is more than all of mine put no, together. Dude, dude, honestly, like that's like the the things don't translate. Things don't translate. Also, it's like we can get into that too because, like, I just wanted to lead with like that, yeah, like that big dick energy of like now I have a lot of followers and, like, yeah. <laughs> to my haters. But there's a lot that comes know, with but, it. But yeah, be careful, be careful. Yeah, you know, you never. You well, never... there's a lot of haters that come with it. There's a lot of like BS that comes with but, it. But you know, I was talking to Ahmed about this. Yeah. This is my philosophy on the haters. Yeah. What I would give. What I would give for the level of haters you and Ahmed. Dude, it helps have. me so much. You don't understand. Like Ahmed was like getting upset about it. I'm like, I'm like, buddy, do you want to? So I, because of course I did. I read the 48 Steps to Power. Yeah. Um, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, I did it as a joke when I was on the road. Listened to the book on tape with someone I was traveling with. But um, but one There's of the things they say, one of the things they say that stuck with me the most. Yeah. Was they were like, go out. And first off, the guy narrating it has like the most evil sounding voices. I was like, you like Rasputin was a clever little devil. <laughs> Rasputin. That's uh, funny. Hitler knew what he was doing. That's funny. Uh, but no, they go, he goes, go out, make an enemy today. You're well on your way to power. That's and I'm like, amazing. but I'm like, that's it's such a like, it really like made sense to me because it's like, like here, <laughs> this and then, and then a side story that's, uh, totally ridiculous yeah. related to this but like you know everyone who's commenting like fuck you this that on your on your post yeah. is boosting your algorithm oh, yeah, they are. and nobody is looking at their shit yeah and it's like yeah. every one of your new enemy haters yeah like i look at clips that blow up and they're mostly in my opinion blow up because of all the hate spewed at yeah. them there's a few things i have to say about that um well, one that Ahmed told me, which is like, look at the amount of likes to the amount of comments, right? There's infinitely more likes and mm -hmm. positivity than negative comments. So like, take that as like- I'll take it. I'll yeah, take I'll take I'll no take likes, Yeah, 3,000 fucking is. kill yourself. Also, yeah, it's like, it really <laughs> helps. The algorithm boosts it up. I, I made a post once where I was like, thank you. Just want to thank all the haters because like your anger towards me is like getting me more followers. I wish, I could, I, wish I could post like photos in the comments on Instagram yeah. because like, I'd regular. Oh, can you? I think so. You can post at least like gifts and stuff now. Oh, because I, I just constantly want to post like the Trump. I'd like to thank all my haters. Yeah, and <laughs> it's so true. I never. <laughs> but I don't have it. any haters. I'm too loved. I'll hate you. I'm too, thank you. Please. I'll hate you by now. Please. Mm. <laughs> but OK, so here's here's my one hater story. 
story. Yeah. And well, real quick, let me finish. Yeah, go, what on, I was go, saying. On, go on, go on, um, Just to loop back, because no, <laughs> just I'm to warn this- you, a real problem with this podcast is I don't let my I mostly bring in an audience member. <laughs> no, no, go on, go on. I'm no, sorry. it's not even that. I'm just bringing. I'm I'm looping back because this is something I've done on a lot of podcasts where I start stories and I'm like I love to like run on tangents and then I never satisfy the listener um with the story. But okay, so what I was gonna say is I was talking to a comic who's going to a uh, festival slash competition. And he was saying like how he gets in his head about it and like, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like a very established, great comic. And um, I was like, well, you know, he was like talking to somebody next to me about like, how do I get out of my head, et cetera. And I was like, well, may I interject, please? Like, you've already made it to the festival. You've already won. Like, that's how you have to start framing things. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact that you made it to the World Series of Comedy means like you've already won because <laughs> your participation there is a, yeah. is a winning feat. In my opinion, that when you like take that into consideration and into account, then like the rest is like bonus points, you know. So, good job on making it to the World Series. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And top one hundred one, top one hundred one. Every comedian <laughs> in the world entered, and I was one of the top one hundred one. There it is. That's a lot. But uh, but especially as so, a white male, look at you yeah, standing out. Yeah, uh, not that the history of the World Series of Comedy is. 10 straight white male winners in a row. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Oh, damn. <laughs> Maybe I'll do I, it next year. It's very, there was literally not one woman on the lineup last night. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang. That's right. There are women in the competition, but there wasn't one in my lineup. I'm going to do it next year then. Um, but that being said, two African-American comics won. That's good. I assume African-American. Maybe just African. So last um, night was just like the finals? No, it was round two. Oh. Uh, <laughs> How many rounds are there? Three more. And they, they did them all last night. No, no, no. Uh, it goes all week. Got it. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I'm back. Nice. I'm back. I was kind of hoping I'd lose anyway. So <laughs> I kind of threw it if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> uh, Intentional. Part of my E! True Hollywood story. Yeah. I, I, re- I wanted to get back to my show on Friday. Um, <laughs> so uh, ultimate hater story. You ready for this? I yeah. think this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. It's like the one hater I've ever had yes. is I post this clip. It's my most popular clip on Instagram. 800 likes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, it, You're doing re- the evil if, if Reem got 800 likes on a clip, uh, she'd like delete, delete, repost later. <laughs> I literally posted a clip yesterday and I think it has one like, I think the algorithm, because I, I just put it on the real Discover page. I didn't put it on my actual feed because mm. I knew it wasn't good enough, but I was like, I need to post something. So I did it. So <laughs> I might delete it later. Uh, 800 likes. She's like, get rid of it, get rid of it. <laughs> my most successful post. But uh, it had one comment from a guy that was like, um, uh, kind of funny, but his voice is so annoying. Really? And I was like, I was like, all right, you know, people always tell me that when someone is hating on you, go look at their profile, see what a loser they are, yeah. and feel better about it. So I was like, let's see who this loser is. I look on his profile; he's got like over a hundred thousand followers. Oh, no. He's like this artist, and like his art is like so impressive. And I'm really? like, maybe my voice is annoying. I started talking like this for like the next couple That's of weeks. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Really, really backfired on me. Yeah. Look at up his Fuck this guy. Oh, this guy damn. took the time this out of his fucks. day to be like, eh, this 3,000 follower motherfucker, well, I can help him out, tell him why. Because <laughs> your funny. voice is obnoxious. I hate when people tell you that. They're like, dude, the amount of like haters I have, they're all, first of all, they're mostly <clears throat> Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I think Dawood, um, oh my God, I actually messed up his name. He was on my show recently and I was like, he, it's pronounced, fuck, 
I said Neymar, like the football player, but okay. sorry, soccer player. Anyway, Dawood, the Afghani comic, mm-hmm. um, he posted something and it was so funny. It resonated so hard where he was like, so like being like a brown comic um, or a Middle Eastern comic at first, they're like, oh my God, yay, like finally representation. And then it goes to like, your views don't represent us. Like go back to your country or crazy shit like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know why I brought that up. I was bringing up something else. Well, something else I want to talk to. Well, okay, so there are two other main. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. That was, I was looping it into my haters because, like, it's funny, like, fuck a lot of my. The haters. Fuck them, man. But also, but also thank, thank you. you. <laughs> um, but a lot of my. Uh, also, please hate on me. Too. A lot of my videos, like, that have, like, popped off in, like, the first gen community or the Arab community or the Muslim community. A lot of the people are like, she is, she is not funny or women. She have not deserved job. Like some <laughs> random shit like that. I'm like what? Or just everyone's like hating on me being like, not like Muslim enough or like not a Muslim or like, she's like one of those like whitewashed Americans or like she, all this like bullshit. I'm like, you well, don't actually, the funny thing is that they're actually wrong. It's hilarious. It's frustrating. It's them. also frustrating. Cause there's a demand. There's a demand for quantity over quality. Yeah. And it's, it's like if you give them the quantity they demand, yeah. but it's not of the quality yeah. that they want. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. You suck. Kill yourself. Dude, I did a video and I did crowd work with somebody in San Diego and they're from Kuwait. And I started doing crowd work on Kuwait and they're like, oh, we're like, we're, we're in America and we're like, we're just, uh, we're visiting different like states and da, da, da. I was like, oh, what is this? Like a research trip or something? And then like, which you get what I'm alluding mm-hmm. to. And then they're like, oh, I was like, when do you guys leave? And they're like, uh, tomorrow. I was like, oh, research is complete. The amount of haters on that video were like, she's not funny. Like, shut up, fuck this girl. <laughs> mad. Fuck, like mad at me. I'm like, dude, yeah. it wasn't that bad. Even like. You know, well, had- you're also a dumb woman yeah. too. So that's gonna. I'm sorry, women <laughs> just not funny. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, exactly. It's science. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I identify as funny. Uh, okay, so so two th- two other things I really want to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, the other main two topics of the podcast are one, how we met, yeah. like the day we met, <laughs> which is like wild experience, and Burning Man. Oh, you yeah. Were just like, like one of the things I was like, oh, I'm so glad we didn't do the podcast yet yeah. because now I know someone who was at fucking Burning yeah, Man. Yeah, let's talk about that. And was there for just the insanity that was this year's Burning Man. Oh, my God. Did you have fun? Was it still fun? It was in, still fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was are you just telling fun. yourself that to like I, I think convince yourself that God, it wasn't a I'm complete waste of money and time and energy? And- <laughs> no, no, no. I had a lot of fun. It was definitely the most challenging burn ever. I, this is my fourth year going. Mm-hmm. Some of veteran, as they like to say. Um, but so it would definitely rank fourth on your burns. If you, yeah. here's a, okay, better. But I've better, never ranked my burns before. That, but, I, I've never been one well, to be like this is the best and this is the worst. But well, this was so definitely. Dramatic, but I was like, here's yeah. my question. Here's my question. Yeah. So yeah, still worth it, still had fun. Here's my question. Yeah. If you knew what this year's Burning Man was gonna be oh. like before going, yeah. like you knew exactly, you knew what the total experience, you could look into a crystal ball yeah. and see your burn this year, would you have gone? Yeah, because I, I suffer from FOMO. So like I, even though I- You would have been wanted to bid at the worst one. You would have been like in Edinburgh when I was there looking no. at like the hurricane earthquake happening. Like, fuck, I'm missing it. That's- <laughs> you thought, did you actually think that? No. Oh. <laughs> I, have, I have, listen, if I, if I am where you are, oh, if I'm sorry. living where you live and I leave for an extended period of time, just warning you, some sort of natural disaster is on its way. Because it is how ha- I have incredible luck with yeah. avoiding natural disasters. I, I tend to as well. I when I moved out of New York, yeah, the next day 
was the worst blizzard in New York City history. My roommates were sending me photos out the window of just the tops of cars buried under snow. No way. Uh, they're like, we can't get out of the building. Wow. And like, we, it was like like a surprise. It was like a sort of surprise what a big blizzard it was. Oh, wow. The day after I left. Wow, okay. Also, after luck. leaving New York, New York got hit with a hurricane. New York had its one earthquake. There were like more earthquakes in New York since leaving New York than Dang. California. Actually, it wasn't that earthquake like it was like around Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Uh, the one in New York? Yeah. I don't remember. But I think I was leaving New York that day. Okay. I'm pretty sure I was in college and I was like in New York for some kind of conference thing. And then the day I was in the airport and then like the, the screen started shaking and I was like, that's weird. And it's then a fat uh, plane. I missed the Sharknado in LA that just happened. The what? The Sharknado. Why is it called Ry- Sharknado? No, Ryan the Cable Viewer. Oh. Uh, I got to give him credit. He said, uh, he said the fun. And I'm in a group chat that Ryan the Cable Viewer is in. Who did come up with the name for my show. So that's props, cool. props to Ryan the Cable Viewer. That's amazing. Um, uh, he did have a joke that I thought was so funny because uh, I was like in the group chat with everyone when the hurricane earthquake was happening. Yeah. And after the earthquake, he goes, I'm just letting everyone know this is like the perfect storm of events to create a Sharknado. That's funny. <laughs> That's aggressive. I love it. It's it. so funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, if, if I would have known that Birdie Man would have been basically four days, four or five days, and it would have How long is it my- normally? Seven. Okay. So it's Sunday to Sunday. I got there super late Sunday night. So like Sunday. So you missed like what was like the one normal Burning Man day? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had four days of normal fun, Um, and then Friday was. And are you sleeping in a tent and things? This is my first year having an RV. Oh, yeah, years that, I had so that, that must have been better. That must have felt like what a what a huge win that you RV'd this oh, year my God, yeah. instead of so instead that's the of thing. Like it wasn't horrifically uncomfortable. I feel like being in a tent would have was been bad. Terrible. Yeah. I was like asking people and they're like, yeah, our tent's flooded right now. Oh. We're, we're in tent city. It's turned into district nine. I'm oh, like, OK, dysentery nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I, I kept hearing these stories of like people getting sick at Burning Man or like some kind of weird illness. And I don't know if that was true. I didn't see any of that. I didn't hear any of that. It was just like on the news when I got out and I was like, okay, this sounds like some media fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Okay. So the mud, the mudzilla thing. Okay. So, so I also just let you know, yeah, I know pretty much nothing about what happened other than it rained and oh, was bad. So up. like everything you're about to tell me yes. is like revelatory. Okay, cool. So, but you know what Burning Man is, right? I know what Burning Man is. I have right. friends that go every year. It does nice. not sound appealing to it me and my, and my like, Jew of comfort. And that is why you're in my burn book. Um, um. No. So basically it's just like, it's like this festival. It's funny. I've just been starting, I've just been um, starting to do stand up about it. I'm like, if you don't know what Burning Man is, it's a festival where rich people cosplay as poor people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I go into the whole thing. So it's like, a, it's like a festival. It's seven days long. And there's like principles to it, right? So like Skid Row is just like 24, 7, 365 Burning, Burning Man. Man. Yeah. As long as they're sharing needles. <laughs> and yes. So basically it's like this utopian society that like comes together. It's very like ephemeral. So it's like temporary. It only exists for seven days. Everything changes every year. Like there's different structures, et cetera. The man, the temple, different things like that. And then and there aren't like music performers, but not, there are, there are like, like yes. big ones, like, yeah, like huge ones. Oh. But so it's not a, music but it's not festival. a music festival. It's an art festival. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, it, and it's all, it's an art festival and an experimental society, right? Cause people come together in this society, 
Um, there is no money, so it's decommodified. So there's no brands there. There's no, you can't buy anything. Um, and you have to bring everything that you need with you, right? So radical actually starting reliance. to sound a little bit more appealing to this yeah, Jew. Yeah, especially comfort. as a Jew who like travels in the desert. But like, I feel like, isn't it expensive to go? Yeah, it, uh, yes and no. So, <laughs> Okay, so there's like the principles, right? Radical self-reliance. There's no money except for the money you give me. Yeah, well, there's no money it. there because you spend it on the way. <laughs> like, that's why. They're like, oh, how how novel. Um, radical self-reliance. So it's like you have to bring everything that you need, including your water, right? Including the water to shower in. Uh, leave no trace, which is like you can't, like, there's no trash cans there. You have to, like, bring your own trash back with you. You have, um, you can't dump anything on the playa because it's federal ground and it's like a national park essentially. So they have to like, in order to keep having the festival there, they have to leave it in pristine condition, no glitter, nothing. Um, so those are some, so just to give you like background on like what Burning Man is. Also, like I said, it's not a music festival. There are a lot of great shows there, but, um, those are put on by the camps. So, um, one of the in a society with so like no money. So like Doja Cat might go to Burning Man and she then might perform if she wants. Yeah. While she's there, yeah, as exactly. part of her free yes. contributions to the burn. There it is. Yeah, because the, the the organization itself, your money goes kind of like a kibitz. What a kibitz? A kibitz? Nice a kibitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, your it's money. A com, it's a little communist. Oh, I learned about what that was. was it's like, like it's like a bunch of a bunch of hardcore capitalists pretending cosplaying as communists. That's what it for, is for a week. That's I'm like Burning Man is for the <laughs> communist curious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, the organization itself does not put on the shows okay. like or anything like that. Like your ticket goes to like infrastructure, like uh, med tent, et cetera, Like having you know. Yeah, like infrastructure there. But um, there's different camps there. And like in a society where money doesn't exist, it's not a barter economy. It's a gifting economy. So like essentially all the camps and all the people just are their best selves for a week. And like they're giving. And like when I say they're giving like and gifting, it's like the best shit. It's not like, yeah, there's like tents and stuff there. But when you go, it's like beautiful and they have like engineers and artists and everyone working together. And like that's their gift is like these experiences and classes and food and drinks and all these things that they're giving away. And some of the camps, they are sound camps. And so they give away um, music. So like they give away like, you know, bringing Diplo or bringing whoever to come and like perform. And will Diplo like dip in and then. It's, no, Diplo is a burner. I think he goes for like the whole week. Okay, but like, uh, but like. Can people come and leave generally yes. this year? It was more like you were there, you yeah, were there. you're stuck. <laughs> yeah, people come because there's an air, a fully functioning airport there. Like you can like fly in, fly out. Or okay. there's um there's what we call weekend warriors for people who come just like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of Burning Man who weren't able to come this year because it was canceled by the time that they were going to come mm. weekend warrior. So, okay, so that's like now, a little. somebody died, right? Oh, there's a whole story about that. Yeah. Okay. So that's so that's just a Burning Man. So. And it's all in this uh, desert, Black Rock City in Nevada, where it's not like sand or sand dunes. It's completely flat, arid ground. There's no life, the wildlife that's sustained there because it's um, the dust. It's like an old prehistoric lake bed. So it's like acidic dust, which is why it looks so like futuristic and like the dust storms and stuff like that. Like, the hubris of mankind to go somewhere no living thing can survive and be yes. like, we can do it. Yeah, exactly. Radical <laughs> self-reliance. Um, so... So just me, my bros, and an RV. Exactly, and some skis. <laughs> so um, I've never seen it rain there. Uh, I've seen windstorms. I've seen it get really fucking cold. I've seen it get really fucking hot. And last year it got really hot. Like I remember it was like 115 or something during the day. But but the rain was worse. Like even though last year like could it rain please? This year like no. oh the rain yeah. was worse. The rain was like like catastrophic because. Um, the way I just described it, it's like, okay, but then that dust 
gets wet, it doesn't turn into normal mud. It's not like puddles. <laughs> it's like the kind of mud that's like thick. It turned into clay, essentially. So when you walk around in it, your boots would uh, like stick the clay uh, on. It was like you'd have to lug 20 pounds at a time. I, I saw that like fashion show thing that went like show? viral. Yeah, like in the rain, it was like mud people walking oh, around. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, that. Yeah, it's like the only thing I realized. I was like, ooh. That's funny. No, <laughs> Just I, looked like, it looked like a Skid Row fashion show. That's funny. When that <laughs> happened, I was like, I'm going to my RV and I'm not coming out. Um, so yeah, the mud got so thick that like it turned into clay and like you couldn't walk around with your shoes on. So people had to like, like resort to like either walking around in their socks or barefoot or like they would like walk in their socks with like trash bags taped around. Like you couldn't wear boots. Would and you just not walk? Did you just not walk around? Or? I did. Um, I did boots with trash bags on them okay. and then it was easier. And then, um, after that, or maybe it was boots with trash bags or socks with trash bags. I think I like alternated to see what worked better. So because it was so like the mud was so thick, you couldn't even drive around in it. So like that meant like the porta potties couldn't get serviced because the trucks couldn't get around. So then we had to like figure out like alternative solutions to like not using oh. the porta potties. But I had an RV, so I didn't have to figure out shit. I was like, yeah, right. but you know when I went the one time I went to a music festival, I went to Okeechobee Fest, and we What's had a rule. It's it was actually really fun. Yeah. Uh, um, the Roots, Snoop Dogg, Shaka Khan were there. Oh, nice. Flaming Lips, Arcade Fire. It was, cool. a, it was a dope festival. Um, and the only festival I've ever been to. But uh, I, we got an RV and we had one rule. Don't poop in the RV. No pooping in yeah, the RV. We had Don't that rule too. <laughs> Up until uh, it rained? Up until, well, no, we never we never broke the poop rule. Because then <laughs> by, the, by like Saturday, the RV's started to get like service a little bit or like they, they made the RVs poop only, which is so funny because they, they told all the camps it's poop only in the RVs, like find another way to pee. Um, and we had our, our RV for that. Okay. 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 okay but yeah, okay. we had no one pooped in the RV. That was a big fucking rule. Yeah. yeah. Big rule. No pooping yeah. in the RV. I was like cleaning the RV every day. I was like, I will not live in filth. In fact, nope. that's, that's a good special name. Don't what? poop in the don't RV. Don't poop in the RV. <laughs> that's a good band. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't poop, poop in, in the, the RV. RV. Yeah. <laughs> band names and comedy special names are the same. Yeah. Names. Yeah. So, so basically it was, it got so muddy that like we were on, like they have um, emergency radio services and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the radio is usually like people like singing and like being like, Oh my God, I'm looking for my friend or whatever. Uh, Cause phones don't really work out there. Um, but then that turned into like a, a survival station. And then like, they were like giving out like information on safety. And then there was like a shelter in place order. Cause they're like, dude, like it's not safe to drive. You're going to get stuck. And if you get stuck, there's no tow trucks here. So when it went from like, it went from like a commie experiment to Venezuela. Yeah, basically <laughs> it went from that. It was like COVID because this is what ended up happening. So they had shelter in place mm -hmm. and there was the rules. And then they're like, you know, like we don't advise leaving. And then if you're going to, if you get stuck, we're not going to come help you because like we have other shit to do than like pull your RV or your like Honda out of the water, out of the mud. So that was the order. And then my, my RV was like, dude, we got to get out of here. Like this, it was like, um, I think Sunday morning, um, the rain had stopped. So we woke up and it was like, the ground was a little drier. And then they're like, dude, we think we can get out of here we've seen a bunch of cars and RVs leaving. Like we should get out before the next rainstorm comes. Cause there was another rainstorm coming. And so, um, uh, other people I chose, I was like, we should stay in place, but I was overruled. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, let's just go. And so we tried to drive out and, um, it becomes what, like a zombie movie kind yeah, of, yeah, you're like, we, you're like, you're like warring within, you have like factions yeah. and everyone's dressed post-apocalyptically too. A little bit. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you're like, you're like really feel like you're in 28 days it, later. hundred percent felt that way. So we decided to leave and then, um, 28 inches later. That's funny. <laughs> we decided to leave and then our RV got 
as one would predict, stuck in the middle of the road. And then, so there's a reason I preface with what and Burning Man is. And they were all like, is. don't fucking gloat, Reem. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, but I mean, I kind of did. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm, what did I say? Um, but the reason I preface, like, Burning Man is such a great place, and I love it, and I always go back, and it's a wonderful utopian society, is because what happened after this was bad. And But I will say, in my mind, Burning Man ended Friday. So what happened after this was not Burning Man. This was just people left in the desert. That's how I want to. How I want to. We're out of the commune. We're human. We're evil human, human beings, beings again. Yeah, because I was like the way people acted was so antithetical to what Burning Man is. But so our RV gets stuck in the middle of the fucking road. Um, and leave them behind. Yeah. So basically, dead. A ranger came by. <laughs> a ranger came by, and he like works for the organization or volunteers. And he's and he like, was there to kill you guys. No, he because- was like, it's good. You know, we're just. He's like. Yep, we had the shelter in place thing for a reason, but don't worry, I'm just gonna have, I'm gonna radio in that this road is now shut because nobody can get around you guys because we were like dicks in the middle <laughs> of the road. But then people were like mad at us and like were like shaming us. So like literally were like, wow, like good fucking job, idiots. And just like somebody got mud and wrote good job on our window. And I guess when people were like pelting mud at the RV, like people were mad. And I guess on the radio they got on and were like, yeah, if people try to leave, shame them and da 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 da. So not only was this not my idea, but I was like sitting in the RV just like, great now we're like dealing with like people all around us who are like antagonistic um like mad at us and like uh two of my campmates had to like stand outside the rv and make sure people didn't like put mud in the gas tank or something like it was so funny and i watched the porta potties and later on um and i saw there was like a car that also tried to escape that also got stuck and people wrote in mud sheeple on the fucking car and it was so ironic because i was like hmm aren't we the ones like breaking, like going against the rules? How does that make us sheep? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if anything, You're the wolves. Um, yeah. Like, should we have left? I mean, you can't legally and like, you know, in good faith, you can't tell someone not to leave. You don't know what people have, like family emergencies, et cetera. Like if, if people are want to go, they're free to go. Um, but it was just like, people were like very vicious and like pointing fun and whatever. But it was, hey, like it was you said at the beginning, sounds like a great time. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> totally would would have done that if I if I knew that that would have been the experience I would have been there. Yeah, um, but I also saw a lot of beauty come out of it. A lot of people like came together. Like my camp was like, all right, we got this. Like, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna organize? And like, and then you know there was like the camaraderie that you expect at Burning Man. And there was fun videos that came out. Like I saw like these like t- uh, like bullfighting videos. People dressed up as. Did bulls. you make any? Did you make any reels or anything of like the Burning I Man? I haven't. Thing? I'm going to though. Okay. Uh, what um what happened with the person who died? Okay, so um, his name is Leon Reese. He apparently, he actually died near my camp. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Um, apparently, he was just like, I didn't see anything. I don't know anything. This is just all hearsay from people. But apparently, he was like uh, super intoxicated, like walking around and stuff. And then, um, and being very aggressive. And later on, they found him uh, face down. Someone found him face down, like in the mud uh near a generator so at first they thought maybe he and it was raining at this point so at first they thought maybe he electrocuted himself you know in that state of mind um but then i think like the police report came out the toxicology report came out and then it was an overdose uh yeah uh and then you fall face down in the mud yeah yeah he he was not part of my camp (laughs) this just happened somewhere near my camp did you meet him no, I didn't. Okay, okay, okay. No, no. no interruption. No, I was, I was camped out in my RV. I was like, I hate the rain. I hate being cold. <laughs> but mm. still a totally worth it yeah, experience it. that she highly recommends highly. and would have done again, again had she known she would have been in her camper mm-hmm. the whole time being shamed and mud slung. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just say she was on everyone's burn list there at this is. burning there man. There it is. 
Um, okay. Okay. That was Burning Man. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Like, after telling the story to me again, you'd do it again? Yeah, I would. I can't. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. And you're going back next year? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Do you have like a burn list of the people shaming you? I didn't know them. They were okay. randos. And you were hiding inside. I was hiding. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see any of this. <laughs> I, so I was would like, you go? Would you, are you going to go with the same burners? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What is your camp? offering when you're at Burning Man? I okay. So at night, um, it's very dangerous to not have lights. Mm -hmm. um, because it's like there's no like street lamps or anything like that so that's why i don't know if you've seen videos of burning man at night but it's like beautiful because everybody's wearing like glow-in-the-dark things and light up and and all the cars are lit up and it's just it's so gorgeous it's it's honestly google it because it's like it's breathtaking but um like i said there's a lot of there's some people who like maybe their lights died or whatever and they don't have lights so my offering is i usually have um like flashing glow-in-the-dark like cool rings and so i find people who are dark and i'm like here you go and then i get it done dark oh. not as in dark skinned um but dark as <laughs> <laughs> and i give them like light get away from me whitey you're yeah. not getting any of these fucking <laughs> and then usually my other gift which i was supposed to do this year and didn't end up happening was stand-up there's a stand-up comedy club there um, I've done Burning Man. I'm sorry. I've done comedy. Now once. is it Burning Man themed stand up? That you, you do whatever you do? want. I was gonna do Burning Man themed stand up. I was gonna tell a story. Who about are some of like the biggest comics you've seen at the Burning Man stand up clubs? Um, okay, so I only I did stand up my first year, and it was at an open mic, so it was there wasn't like a bunch of other comics. So and that was like my first year of comedy. <laughs> Can't get away from them. Can't. They're fucking. They're horrible. The um, fourth wall Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. But then this year there was a comedy club. The I, Burning Man comedy. That's funny. I know. Chris Rock was at Burning Man. Yeah, I know yeah, Alex yeah. Hooper's performed at Burning Man a bunch. That makes sense. Um, I don't know <laughs> who else was out. at the club, but I, I had a set I was supposed to go to, but then um, I woke up and I had an allergic reaction on my eyes, like a bad one. Ooh. Like I had to go to the med tent bad. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I think like I used like a makeup wipe or something. I've had it before, but it got really bad and the dust like exacerbated it. So it was like, I looked crazy. Feels like this would have been the year to be doing the stand up though. Yeah. But like if there's anything I look like Quasimodo. Like I just had like two fat eyes and I was the like, roast I of can't Burning be seen. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I'm writing bits about it. That's what you asked if I posted about it yet. I'm trying to decide. I have some material about it. I've done it at shows, but I don't know if it's like good enough clips to post. So I'm like, maybe I should just make this a character and like do all yeah, these things dear, in that dear, person's dear voice. Burning Man. Maybe I'll do that. Burning Ream. Burning Ream. Um <laughs> Bunch of your haters are gonna be like, whoa, whoa what's happening? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So final final topic for discussion. We can always veer off. Uh meeting Reem. I met you in I think it was 2019. Something maybe. Like that. We did um <laughs> Reem and I were on a Jewish singles mixer comedy show together, <laughs> oh, yeah. which I think could only really be described as a Jewish incels event. Oh my god. It was like it was the, terrible. It was like the creepiest dudes i yeah. have like ever i was like you know i'm getting ready i'm going to this jewish mix i'm like eh, maybe i'll meet some uh maybe i'll meet some ladies there uh if only there were some ladies there yeah that's, <laughs> i think there was one woman in her like 60s and then we also did it in the synagogue but there were like 20 people there so it was like this giant synagogue we're all standing on stage performing on so i meet reem and like the first story you tell me <sighs> is about how you pretended to be a british person <laughs> through an entire relationship that you were in like you like were in vegas or something tell no. the tell the story tell the story i well i can do accents and i think it's really funny to just like go along with things and see like what people 
will do. And so I one time like met someone and I was like, just whatever. I had a British accent on and I was really good at it. So I was just talking like this. The key, <laughs> honestly, the key to having a British accent is just not going like this. Like that's what most Americans do. So just like talk how you normally do. And um, yeah, I met, a, I met someone and then I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna do the British accent. I didn't lie about where I was from. I just said that I used to live in the Middle East. True. I went to an international school. True. And I had British teachers. True. But then I said, I picked up the accent from them, which honestly is true. Do I normally talk like that? No, but I picked it up so um then yeah i like had like a friendship with someone and then i was like i just gonna never tell them and then i was like this is like i can't i can't do that this is before instagram and stuff like that um but i remember i was like i should probably like tell him that like i don't have a british accent so i had to do it on facebook messenger because like dude he would like call me now how would you how would you do it when you do did you start out in the british accent okay, so when telling him you don't have one a hundred well I, no okay so this is what babe, i have something i need to tell you <laughs> and it's that i don't actually talk like that so basically you're like happened. a kaiser says that you're like limping yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you slowly start to well, walk no. <laughs> so that was part of the problem suspect. that's something i had to consider so like he would like call me and like i'd be like out with like friends at parties. This is in college. So I'd have to like run Your into- Your friends are just like, watch you suddenly, hello, yeah, cheerio. Yes, I'd run into closets like, hello. Oh, I'm having a bloody amazing time. It's so fantastic. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had to take that into consideration when I admitted it. Cause I was like, he's, he's, what, at what you, point- You like pre-thought yeah. whether or not you were gonna yes. do, Cause I was like, start out with the British accent. At what point in this conversation do you go, I have something to tell you. <laughs> this is always how I'm like, no, you can't. So, <laughs> So I did it over Facebook Messenger. <laughs> oh, you did it over Messenger. Yeah, because I, I considered that. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I just gotta type this out. Uh, 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 and and yeah. and what was the level of that? That was it, right? The the dot 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 on the other end, waiting for that response was palpable. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> it was the longest. It was the do do Yeah, it was like and then would go away. It was like I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. It's terrible. So I was telling you that. So I'm trying to think of like the people I've been in love with in my life. If like they revealed that a major aspect of them, which didn't really like even necessarily have to do with why I'm in love with them yeah. or like what's good, but like that they've just been carrying this lie for like in extended. It was, like, it was honestly several weeks. Like it, it was like maybe like even a couple months that I was like carrying this lie. <laughs> and it, it, I didn't mean to lie. I mean, I, I did, but it wasn't like I was like trying to deceive someone. I just thought it was funny. And I thought I would never talk to this person ever again. And we're back. Maybe. I think so. We'll uh, see how long the camera lasts, but okay. Uh, okay. Was I always on that side? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Cool. Did we you think we've just switched sides of the room? No, I okay. <laughs> All right, Reem. So you were telling you were explaining to me your social media success. You were at eighteen thousand followers yes. in May. Okay. So in May of twenty twenty three, I was at eighteen thousand followers. And it was hard for me to like bump it up. Okay. And then I was doing uh there was this video that had been like cooking it's been on my like i have this like google doc about like tiktok ideas so i've had it for like a, a, a couple years i didn't even start doing videos like content until the pandemic until like stand-up was canceled and i had no other way 
to be funny. So, so that's my that's 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 what I was saying when we got when we got cut off. Yeah. When this podcast got canceled was um, <laughs> was that uh, during the pandemic, my choice was to actually quit social media for my mental health because oh. it was overwhelming me. Yeah. And then you know when everything opened up again, I'm doing stand up again. I'm like, all right, I guess I have to be on social media and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I went uh, back on social media and saw that all my friends had gotten famous and my mental health has never been worse. That's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many people that I'm like, oh my God, you're famous now? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I didn't start doing social media videos until the pandemic, until I had nothing else to do. I was at my parents' place in Colorado. I moved home for the pandemic just for like, I think like a year. Um, and then it was nice to like not have to pay rent. And then I was like, okay, I can actually be creative now. And so then I started doing videos about like having Arab parents or being Muslim American or whatever. Some videos not about that, but like I found like a fun little niche that way. Cause I was like, oh, like these are people who are either like first gen or Arab or whatever, or some people in the Middle East. It's kind of like my new niche of being just extremely jaded. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, um, I had, a, I had more followers on TikTok, but I don't really take TikTok seriously. Like for me, for some reason, Instagram is like I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's like I, I pose I've started learning to post whatever I'm posting on, on Instagram to oh, TikTok. Yeah. But like I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's kind of the problem. I still don't care. In fact, in fact, the one thing that might get me to vote for Trump is him destroying TikTok. That's funny. <laughs> I'm a one issue voter and that issue is TikTok. Uh, TikTok not giving me the views I feel that's I deserve. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I yeah. will vote for whatever candidate is willing to destroy any social media apps I am not currently succeeding on, well, which is all social media apps. It's funny because like <laughs> TikTok, so I had like a little bit of, I had growth in the, in the beginning once like a couple of my like Arab videos took off and I was like oh, amazing and I think I had like 50,000 followers or something like that and then for like six months it was just piss poor reactions to my content and it was so unnerving and unsettling and just like made me just feel like shit about myself that I didn't want to do social media anymore and I was like whatever fuck and I also felt like TikTok put me in a box and like if I ever made a video that wasn't about my identity then it was just like who's gonna watch this um so anyway so it's like a very love-hate relationship so um, so that's, but that's how I got to like my 18,000 followers on Instagram and like, let's say like 70 on TikTok at that time in May. And then I had this one video and I was it, the truth of the video. And like the, the thing I was trying to like make fun of was the fact that like aunties who are just like mom's friends and like women in the community, doesn't matter which community, but just like older women who just like say stupid shit to you. And then like, you kind of just have to like grin and bear it. Just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, those videos are really good. I like those ones a lot. Yeah. So, but that, so I had that idea. I filmed it in my living room and then I showed it to my sister and then she was like, eh. and I was like, eh. and so like the, the comedian in me and like, you know, like the insecure person in me was like, you just don't get it. Okay. And, and then, um, we had this thing we called the chuckle test. And so, and my sister's now my manager. So like, she was like, it's just, I just, it's good really to have that. a manager that doesn't believe in your content. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or who can be that brutally honest. Yeah. Um, which has been great. Um, and so she's like, and eh, it's like really didn't pass the chuckle test. And I was like, <sighs> and so I was like, I was annoyed cause it took like three hours to do this fucking video. And so I was like, I'm just going to post it. And then I like kind of went to my room and I was like, <sighs> I think I could do better. And so like I resolved to defeat and I resolved to just do the video another time and in a better way. And this time I just did it instead of on a couch, I did it with like a wall in the background and just like made it, I took the wigs out cause the wigs are making it stupid, whatever. So I put like four hours into the remake and that video alone is what contributed to me being where I am today because that video went fucking viral. Like how um, viral? Like I got 4 million on Instagram, 3 million on TikTok. 
viral. Ooh. So yeah, very great. I've yeah. never had an M in any of my. Oh, it's <laughs> yummy. I've um, rarely even gotten a T. Oh my god, <laughs> that was adorable. Um, so instantly, I was like, "Wow, I'm so." Now, how many followers came with a four million view video? Um, well, it's four million over time. So at first, it yeah, jumped yeah. up to like a million, and then two million, and then over time. But I'm what I was gonna say I is have a like, friend, okay, I'm like, because because some people will get like that video that gets millions, and then their following skyrockets. Yeah, I see other people get videos that get millions, and like nobody follows. So them. this is how what I'm gonna. There's, a, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so first thing though is I was so grateful that I took the time to, to polish the concept and redo it. Okay, yeah. So I, it and it is, it is an end of, it is ultimately a victory for the now manager. Yeah. Whereas I thought this was going to be the story of like, well, fuck you. I'm posting it anyway. Yeah, and I just and then fell it in my up. gut. Yeah. But like deep down inside, I was like, I could do better. But it's good that she did have the brutal honesty and yes. made you make it better. Yeah. And that this is the thing now that, yes, that, that, yes. Took you off. And mind you, I, it's not like I was like, well, show me how to do it. I just did a better thing and then showed it to her. So like, I still, my ego was still in check where I was like, I'm still the creative genius behind this, but I just made better work. And that's one of my philosophies for anyone watching this who's like, how do I like improve that? It's just like, I believe in quality over quantity. Well, I, yeah, I, I literally just the other day, I mean, I posted, I, so like my sketch stuff is new, but I've been like really feeling good about the videos good, I've good. been posting nice. and I posted six, but the one I posted a couple days ago, I was like, you know what? I don't really care about care for this one. I yeah. took it down. Um, you can leave it up. It doesn't really matter. No, I, I want it down. I actually thought I actually ended up thinking of a sketch that I want to film mm. based off of good. the concept of that one. Redo it. That's way better. I love that. I've taken some stuff down before where I was like, eh, whatever. Um, okay. So felt like, you know, I had like a certain bar of quality that my videos were hitting. Yeah. And then I put one out that wasn't reaching that for me. And I was like, no. So this is one of the reasons I think that's great. So my first principle is quality over quantity. I don't care about people who say like post every day. Ideally you could post every day, but it just starts giving me anxiety. I start putting out shittier work. It's not, it just becomes a chore. And I believe that like having fun, finding a concept that's like funny to you and ha you're having fun with is much more important because then this doesn't become a homework and a chore and like an evil, you know, a necessary evil. It's just kind of like, oh, it's the thing I'm going to do. But totally. It's I, I actually am amazed by how much I'm enjoying now that I like I really I think it really like and I <laughs> look, I am like I'm someone who gets like normally like 25 likes on something. Yeah. So when I'm getting like 350, yeah. I'm like, bam, 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 no pictures, no pictures, <laughs> sign please, an autograph. Please, please, please. You don't even understand how good 300. I feel I'm like, my 300's better, not not used to, my 300's better than your one. 100%. You're like, um, 300 fucking quality likes. <laughs> but, so. uh, but, but, what was I going to say? Oh, but it's like, I definitely feel this thing where it's like, I, <laughs> ironically, what I really think has spurned it just for me recently yeah. is that uh, I went off my meds <sighs> and now, but like with my doctor supervision, not that's just good, like as a rational, yeah, yeah. irrational decision. Yeah. But I do feel a lot more emotional right now. Yeah. And every time something like is strikes me, hits that emotional chord yeah. and I get angry. Yeah. I just suddenly like think of like, how can I yeah. convey this feeling that I feel right now yeah. in a sketch, in a quick, easy that. sketch form? I love that. And you're that also not being like a stand up. Pure the thing is like there's 
purists with stand up and like I was. But then I started to think, I was like, wait, I just love to perform and I love to like write. I'm writing these fucking sketches anyway. It's the same muscle and it's the same like gratification. It's a lot of videos about stand up. I mean, my my favorite of the videos I did recently is a guy watching his girlfriend do stand up. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I believe in that quality over quantity. Okay, so, but. Because, so the second reason, I've seen a lot of people have one video that gets 20 million views and they still have like 4,000 followers. The reason I believe is because that one fluke video is enough to get people to come to your page. But if there's not enough there, like from the past, like other videos that you've created that satisfy them in the way that your video satisfied them, then there's no reason to follow you. So, um, for example, I've had videos like pop off in the past too, where it's like, it was a video had nothing to do with my identity. It was about that like, it does make sense. It yeah. does make sense. Like I will sometimes watch, like see something on TikTok yeah. or Instagram yeah. that I like yeah. and go to their feed. It's exactly what you do. If, you go, what else? And what else? Yeah. I mean, it is, I do feel like a frustrate. There is like a conundrum in there for me yeah. where it's like, uh, I personally, as a creator, it's interesting because like I've now written and I probably will make some of these a bunch of ideas yeah. based off of the format mm -hmm. of the things I did yeah. this week. Yeah. But I feel so much less enthused about redoing the format yeah. than like the new things that keep well, striking. Well, I will say there's another way to look at that. So the people will go to your page and say, what else? Right. And so my video that took off was the auntie video. So that hits a few parts of my identity, like the first generation thing and like whatever. So people who liked that video weren't just Arab or middle Eastern. There was a lot of like people who were like Hispanic or African or uh, Eastern European or whatever. People found something very relatable in like having, and even white people, everyone was like, Oh, how relatable that like my parents, friends say stupid shit too. So that really hit. And then you go to my page and then I have other stuff making fun of like uh, my parents or other stuff making fun of like, um, not making fun of, but like stuff about like Muslim SAT questions and stuff like that. So seeing those three videos, if you're a Muslim follower or an Arab follower, you're like, ha, she's speaking to me, follow. It's much better than having like one stand-up clip or one whatever that's like funny and then they go and it's kind of fucking random on your page. There's no reason to follow. It's all photos. It's like, okay, whatever. So like, um, so having other content there that met the demand was essential to like people converting to followers from my reel. And I can see on Instagram how many people converted from reels or just started following me and it's from reels. And so it's like, okay, so I'm obviously like checking, you know, some kind of demo. So then you go, all right, well, I already have videos on my profile. Like, well, why am I not getting followers? I believe that you should, and this was given, this advice was given to me from another comic who um, has a big social media following too. And she was like, well, what buckets, what pillars of um, identity or content are you creating? She's like, I have videos about like um, a sport that I'm doing, stand-up comedy and fashion. And I was like, okay. And so I broke down my pillars of like what, you know, what my page is. And it's like, okay, I have stuff about being Muslim or Arab, Middle East or whatever. That's one identity. That's one box. Then I have stand-up clips. Then I have characters that I do. And then I have family stuff where I like, I do shit with my dad or whatever. And then I have just like, um, general, like funny videos or pictures or whatever, anything else that I want. So those five pillars of my identity are the five pillars of my content. And then all the videos kind of rotate around that. So like whatever it is that brought you to my page, now there's something else there on that page for you. So I think that was key in like converting people and keeping people. And mind you, I haven't posted really in three weeks because I went to Burning Man and all that stuff. And I, I only lost a thousand followers. So, <laughs> but I think I lost if them. If I lost a thousand followers right now, I would fucking that's funny. kill myself. That's funny, yeah. I'm just letting you know if a thousand of you <laughs> stop following me <laughs> next time I check my Instagram, I would be fucking that's dead. That's, <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, shit changes so fast. From May 
to September, 90,000 or 80,000 followers. I only lost a quarter of your following, That's funny. And everyone I I know in real life. (laughs) So um, that's another thing I have to say about that. Also, (laughs) another thing with the social media that I tell people is like the whole quality over quantity thing. I'm like, listen, followers is a great metric. Likes is a great metric. But essentially, your social media is a fucking resume. So if you want to be cast in something or like be on a show and you're out there putting out like 80% kind of garbage, mediocre content and the producer looks at your profile and they see that video you just shot yourself in the foot dude like who cares about your fucking followers it's about what you're putting out there i can't i mean i'm i'm i feel like i'm in a manic state that i do like the quality (laughs) of the videos i've been putting out keep putting recently yeah but uh yeah i i can't videos that are going viral right now on my or most recently um was a video i made in 2020 that I reposted, which by the way, I don't know if you know, you can do this. If you have a video that on TikTok or on Instagram, obviously you can cross pollinate, but if you have a video, um, now that you have more followers, post it again, repost it, but on reels only do not share it to your profile. Mm. What that does is it, it blasts it. Discover page, discover not page. your, not your followers. Your followers won't see it. I have a video right now. My, that the most recent viral video that got me from 70,000 to a hundred thousand. Um, with a lot of errors. How long too. should you wait after like OG posts? I don't know. Do you think, do you know. think it makes a difference? I don't think, I mean, maybe at least a month, two, okay. at least two months, I think. Okay. This video is super old. I think the last time I posted it was a year and a half ago. I reposted it only on Reels and it now is like at 3.5 million views and got me like so many, listen, like, a lot of the followers are like back in Iraq, which is cool. Love them. Um, it's so it's I'll funny. Take Iraqi I'll followers. take followers. Yeah, take them wherever. Does that help my brand I will partnerships? Take whatever. Yeah, exactly. Anything. You just have to convert to Anything. Islam. Then come on, convert. I'll convert to Islam if it gets me a hundred thousand followers. <laughs> Listen, I am. I am, I am above nothing. That's fine. I am above nothing. That's funny. Here's uh, we'll, we'll wrap up. I'll tell you like a little sellout story oh, for t- me. Oh, like oh. like when I learned my price. Okay. This is when I learned my price because like as a kid. I was one of these kids like I mean man I'm still such like a fucking film snob and nice. everything and like I'm uh, and I was growing up I was like I'm never gonna sell out yeah I'm like 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 if someone tried to make ask offered me a like 10 million dollars to make a Marvel movie I'd be like fuck you I only make art and then um it got to this point where you know I really needed some money and I was like scouring Facebook things and there were these people like like hey we're looking for someone to direct our sketches mm-hmm. and I was like hey okay where they sent me a sketch I'm like this is awful yeah and they're like we're paying uh, four hundred dollars and I was like sold. <laughs> Turns out that was my price. There I thought I turned down ten million for Marvel, but four hundred dollars was uh, ultimately the price it took to Adjusted get me to sell out. Adjusted for the cost of inflation. Adjusted for the that's cost. That's a thousand dollars. No, it wasn't that long ago. Oh, okay. Um, well, then that's four hundred fifty dollars. And like, and they like put it up on IMDb. I'm like, oh, now my IMDb is tainted uh, by this yeah. four hundred dollars sellout project. Oh, you directed? You didn't write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it still felt like a sellout. That's funny. That's funny. Well, um, Hollywood. Reem, thank you so much for Yay. doing the show. This was an amazing episode. We'll see. We'll find out how long it is. I think there's great stuff throughout. I think this little last stretch is maybe the most valuable stretch. There this little is. extra stretch at the we end. We like this stretch more than we the like. Other we stretch. like the stretch more than the other stretch. What was that other stretch? You'll never fucking know mm. unless it ended up in the podcast anyway. And then you know what we're talking about. You don't have my um, consent. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, this is I'm Josh Edelman. This is the Jew Rogan Experience. See you next Wednesday. Bye.